0: So right now in the media, all you're hearing about is all these variants and how people aren't protected from variants in terms of antibodies. Mm -hmm. When antibodies don't represent the entire immune system and that statement is actually wrong.
1: My guest this week is Dr. Jay Rutland. He's triple board certified in pulmonary disease, critical care medicine, and internal medicine and runs his own clinic in Southern California. He also uses social media platforms to break down topics related to medicine. And right now he's taking issue with how cable news outlets are covering COVID-19 variants. What they
0: just said on CNN and Fox is so wrong.
1: He talks about how new media platforms are allowing him the flexibility to break down complex health issues in clear ways. The president met with congressional leaders. Doctors will start implanting the devices. And he heard that warning from the Coast Guard tonight. But now we're live in Orlando. We're now we're live in Dallas. We're live in Boston tonight. Caitlin McCulley, 7 News 19. I'm Caitlin McCulley. I left my job as a TV news reporter in a pandemic to try to find a better way to share stories that matter. No BS. Thanks for listening to Outlet Podcast. You can download new episodes each week. Here's Dr. Jay Rutland.
0: You know, obviously when Instagram came out, I opened an account, right? And I was like a first or second year resident when it first came on the scene. Um, And that was like 12 years ago, I don't know, 10 years ago, something like that. And um, I didn't really use it for anything. I never really got on it because I was studying all the time and working and whatever. And then about three and a half years ago, um, one of my like acquaintances from uh, college, she was friends with like these girls I always hung out with my first year of college at UC Davis. She ended up marrying an attorney and he became one of our really good friends. And we were in Huntington beach one day we were meeting up and we were sitting on the beach and he looked at me and we were just talking and he was like, you know, you need to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, Okay, um, and so I did. So I found like a videographer and a little producer or whatever, and I started making videos. Um, and I just ad lib them, right? So I would just kind of say, "Oh, today I'm going to talk about the loan. Right? and then tomorrow I'm going to talk about like the brain or whatever. And so I just started like ad libbing, talking, and started making um, YouTube content. And then my Instagram content got more serious. So like I deleted all like the super super personal stuff and like the stuff that just was like you know, events and moments. Um, and then I started just having a goal with what I was writing. Um, whether the goal was like inspiration, motivation or sharing of medical knowledge. Um, and then that just kind of grew, right? And Instagram all about photography. So my, one of my boys is a photographer. So I would take nice pictures and then I would post things, right? Um, but I really got sick of, like an example is like right now. So right now in the media all you're hearing about is all these variants and how people aren't protected from variants in terms of antibodies. Mm-hmm. When antibodies don't represent the entire immune system and that statement is actually wrong. Mm. So it's, you know, now it's kind of like I put out the content that is supposed to be put out like the story that's supposed to be put out like yeah. Okay. There's these variants, but you have multiple layers of your immune system that allow you to recognize what this protein is trying to do. Right. You can still recognize the virus, recognize the protein, and people who are vaccinated are doing that. And so, mm-hmm. like, what they just said on CNN and Fox is so wrong. And wow. even though they have certain physicians that are on there that are saying, "Oh, yeah, right," because these physicians follow literature and data and don't understand the layers of the immunology that are involved. Where they can just say one thing does one thing. And so, since that one thing isn't covering it, it's easy to say it doesn't do it anymore. So, so
1: I let's, mean, sorry to interrupt you. I, I would love to dive into this a little more how they're being, how they're so wrong and, and how you see it based on your experience and knowledge.
0: Yeah. So, you know, again, the thing about SARS CoV 2 is that when it was first thought of, it was thought of as a, sorry, I got taken a little out of my pocket. It. it was thought of as like this infection, right? like typical viruses, like it infects you and then it moves to another cell and infects that cell. And that's that. And the body's trying to fight it and clear it. But really what it is, is not only is it doing that, but as a result of its presence, it's activating the inflammatory response significantly. So much so that the inflammatory response doesn't really go away. It continues to attack your lung. It continues to attack your heart, you know, your brain, your kidneys and things of that sort. And so that's really the issue as you're dealing with this post-infectious inflammation or um, kind of like this peri-infectious inflammation that is just extremely abnormal and can lead to extreme scarring in the severe cases uh, of the lung, which you cannot cure. Um, and so in the process of the body protecting itself, the white blood cells and their products have developed multiple layers, right? All There's so many different types of white blood cells. There's neutrophils, macrophages dendritic cells b cells t cells nkt cells nk cells basophils eosinophils so many different types of white blood cells and they all have a particular job to do now typically speaking when people are using the term neutralizing right neutralizing infection which is this popular term now and apparently you know civilians and everybody else have this need to understand it but they say this word neutralizing what they're talking about is the way coronavirus is constructed is there are four structural proteins that sit on the outside of the virus, okay? They're called membranous, envelope, spike, and nucleocapsid. And then the RNA encodes for like 16 non-structural proteins and open reading frames. doesn't matter. These four structural proteins, okay? The most important one is spike because that's the protein that the virus uses to bind to our cells, right? Mm -hmm. It binds to our endothelial cells, which are the cells that line the blood vessels, and it binds to our lung cells, right? Which are the cells that Mm -hmm. that... of allow the lung to function appropriately and um, it can also bind to your small intestine cells which is why some people have loose stool when they present now when the virus is infecting the body your body basically will take this whole virus and break it down to little pieces and develop antibodies against these little pieces but it also develops B cells against these pieces and T cells against these pieces and dendritic cells against these pieces and NKT cells against these pieces so that the cells, white blood cells can recognize when a cell is infected and either kill the cell or rid the cell of that infection. Mm -hmm. The neutralizing definition is the antibody binds to a specific part of the spike protein called the receptor binding domain and doesn't allow it to bind to our cells. But that's not even though that's an important concept to understand and an important process to take place, it's not the, you know, rate limiting process or the only process that allows us to clear the virus. Um, And so what you're noticing is, and you're hearing with these variants, now what a variant is, is the spike protein has a typical structure of amino acids, right? Amino acids are essentially the bricks that make the spike protein, right? You might have a red brick, a blue brick, a green brick, a gold brick, and those are different amino acids. Right. And so now if you have a variant, it might be a red brick and then a black brick and then a blue brick okay. and then another red brick. Right. And so it looks a little bit different. And that can. So not only does it look different, but it can also change the 3D structure because the amino acids are a little bit different, which means that the antibody may not fit in a certain place. Right. And so if it can't fit in that receptor binding domain, you say it's like non-neutralizing, right? Which is what, you're, what we're discovering, like the antibodies created don't neutralize the variants, but who cares? Spike proteins is big protein. And so the T cell might recognize the bottom, right? Or the T cell might recognize the top, whatever it is. And it can still say, okay, this is it. I'm gonna bind to this immune system. Come on over here, get rid of the virus. And that paper was finally published um about a week ago and it was studied out of Oxford people who got the vaccine yeah the antibodies didn't neutralize it but their t-cells recognized it and that led to a significant amount of clearance and people you know were okay so if you're vaccinated you're still okay um and I think that that point's being missed like the variants didn't just get discovered yesterday they've been around the entire time even when we were doing the clinical trials so 95% efficacy is 95% efficacy people don't get covid-19 which is the disease caused by the virus sorry i got into all
1: that really no no that's fascinating so so these variants first of all have been around this whole time you said
0: all the time they didn't just they didn't just like pop up yesterday like this is ridiculous yeah
1: and so why do you think there's such a fixation on this this element this one part of of how how all of this works in the media why, why do you think they're so obsessed the real with- answer? yeah
0: because it's easy to understand and easy to follow when people i mean the, the united states or even the world really has this fascination with one right one right answer one right thing one this one that it has to be just this one reason right um one party right all this
1: Right. Crap. One or the other, like a a football (laughs) game.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. And so everybody has decided that antibodies are going to be that one thing. And so people are like, oh, well, the antibodies, oh, well, we need the antibodies. And oh, we got these antibodies. And it's like, that's not the immune system. And the immune system did not evolve that way for a reason, because the immune system evolved along with viruses and bacteria. And the immune system developed an understanding of mutations and what they do. Mutations are natural and they happen naturally all the time. Life isn't this stagnant place where nothing is moving, right? And everything stays the same. Life is always evolving. Everything is evolving, including us, me and you, right? Right now, taking this interview, understanding what we are asking each other, we're going to go away from this interview, understanding new things and different things, and we're going to evolve a little bit. Life is the same way. And that's how the immune system has evolved to learn that. And so like, it's, it's very simple. And I understand that not very many people can communicate it. And that's why the media has to communicate it in a certain way. And I understand not very many people can teach it in 30 seconds to five minutes, but like, we have to tell the truth. And that is the truth. Well, and that's, you,
1: you speak to part of the problem of our current media structure is that we're, we're we're doing these, these stories in a minute, a minute 30, we're moving on to the next. So you can keep people's attention so right. they can charge more charge, you know, companies to pay for ads in the commercials. Like this structure is, is part of the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's part of the problem. And it's part of the reason why I kind of got involved in this. Right. And so there's several projects that I'm currently leading that I'm going to be start, starting to film. And I will say this in the meetings. I'm like, listen, like this is what we're saying. I don't care how much time you have, like, this is what is going to come across. Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to do this whole BS about, you know, trying to scare people and sensationalize the thing. Like, this is the absolute truth. And I'm one of those guys that believes in social distancing, masking, all of that stuff. I'm with all of that. Yes. At the same time, you have to be able to explain how we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. And that includes understanding immunology in ways that 90% of people don't.
1: So how would you explain immunology to 90% of people?
0: Yeah. Um, I would say that what immunology is, it's the study of cellular communication. It's the study of how your immune system battles pathogens. There are multiple layers of this communication. There are multiple layers of white blood cells, and they all recognize Different pieces of cells and different pieces of products and can um, basically stimulate an inflammatory response when they feel like it. When you go outside and it's dusty and you take a big breath of air in, you sneeze, you cough because your body has recognized that dust as foreign, as a pathogen, doesn't like it. And so it stimulates an inflammatory response, right, as a result of the cells that it binds to. And then you cough and you might get some inflammation. And if that inflammation continues, you might have asthma. And so all of these things, again, it's like people think that this, this concept that we call life is this perfect, you know, everybody's fine. everybody is hunky-dory and nothing ever happens. And when things happen, you have to panic. It's not true. There are things happening all the time in your body just because you're not symptomatic doesn't mean they're not happening hmm. so that's you know it's kind of something you have to explain to people and like it gets um it can be difficult but when you write it down you show pictures you show slides like then people begin to understand it mm-hmm.
1: and so back to what you're talking about like the concept of neutralizing and, and how the media is a- obsessed with that. How, is there a visual that you would suggest we use instead instead of like this puzzle piece perfect match required how would you picture that
0: yeah So what I would do and what I do do is I would look at the spike protein in its entirety in the case of coronavirus. Then I would show the S1 unit, the S2 unit, these different subunits, and I would show where the protein binds to the cell. Um, But as I'm showing the entire protein, I would also show that the different white blood cells of the immune system target different areas of the protein. So they recognize it. And as they recognize it, that means that they can build an alliance to be able to attack it and get rid of it. And so I would just explain the layers of the immune system a lot better than what they are right now, which is not well at all.
1: Mm-hmm. So people should not panic that these new variants are out there. I, I
0: wouldn't, well, I wouldn't panic for two reasons. Number one, Variants were out there during the clinical trials, so let's let's get that straight. Number two, T cells are recognizing other epitopes, are recognizing these variants. Okay, that study was published out of Oxford just last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three is, 95% efficacy for a vaccine is ridiculous and unheard of. Typically speaking, having 50% efficacy for a vaccine is wonderful, right? That's what our goal is. That's what you want. The flu vaccine is like 30 to 50% efficacious. But the way that I would, so I would explain that even like this, is even if they say variants aren't covered as well with the vaccine, let's say the vaccine works 80% of the time, Mm -hmm. that's still amazing, right? That still is going to reduce disease burden and reduce hospitalizations, which is what we're dealing with. So I wouldn't, again, people are just so all or nothing, and that's just not the way to be, right? Right. It's not, and I'm struggling with that with my eight-year-old, right? With my daughter, right? At home when we're doing homework, it's like she either gets it or she doesn't. And if she gets it, it's awesome. If she doesn't, she melts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like something you have to work on, so. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think in general, taking a step back from this inclination to to have the answer or not have the answer and take a step back, recognize things are in shades of gray and that there are, are different viewpoints, different perspectives, different sources of information all coming into the mix to understand a particular problem right right exactly
0: exactly right there are you know and again i even hesitate to use colors just because like gray is kind of sounding like you don't know true no we do know it's just it's just that there's so many things to take into account right and so and and it's good for the body to be redundant anyways right you Mm -hmm. want to be redundant because you want to have multiple layers of defense in the case of the immune system so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you there.
1: So, tell me about your your use of YouTube, of Instagram. What are you finding the response to be from
0: people watching? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know most of the response that I get on my Instagrams or YouTubes are positive ones. Occasionally, you'll get the trolls and the haters, which is great. That's fine. (laughs) Um, But mostly, it's about like, hey, like you can explain this really well, (laughs) like. I really appreciate this can you look into x y or z or how does this work I, it's just what i'm trying to do is stimulate people to um dive a little bit deeper or turn mm. that page like I, I want people to understand that there's layers to this to information and sometimes you're going to have to work harder to get to that place and that's okay right i had to do it Like you have to get to this certain place and so that's what i use it for i use it to kind of inspire motivate and teach and right? mm-hmm. I, I like to teach i mean, i'm in private practice i run my own business along with my staff who are amazing um but like it's um me getting out my teaching is through my social media because mm-hmm. I, I, I like to do that right and i've been recruited to go back to academics many times still get recruited to go back to academics but um I won't do it because I feel like you know you you still need that physician entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's how I use my social media.
1: That's really neat. And and when you see when you see other medical experts and doctors um, on traditional news outlets on TV, what I mean I'm sure there's there's a wide range of mm-hmm. of uh, accuracy and how good they are. But is there a, a common frustration that you see when you're watching some of these interviews?
0: You know, I think that the only frustration that I do see sometimes is uh, sometimes I watch these, um, I watch people talk and they're speaking from a position of privilege. Mm. Um, And it's um, when they speak and they're so adamant about something being one way, Mm. um, I can tell that like they don't have to worry about it. It's like the example would be, you know, when everybody was like, stay home, don't go anywhere, um, do nothing. I was kind of like, that person has a savings account um, because it's, it's very difficult. And so you have to allow that um, dialogue to continue like, okay, wait, what can we do so that people can continue to work safely and make money for their family? Right. Because life isn't free. Right. And I'm not saying that we give money to everybody. I didn't I definitely didn't believe in that. But I am saying that you got to slow down a bit when you say things like, OK, everybody just stay home, shut your door and don't go anywhere. Oh, I can't believe you went somewhere. You're crazy. Like that is a little bit insensitive to me. Yep. Um, and, you know, and I believed, you know, I believe that, yeah, you know, staying home, for those two weeks, whatever in the beginning was important. And I think everybody maybe could have done that in the two weeks, but like after that, we have to have some kind of plan for people to be able to continue to participate in work to support their family. And so and I felt like, yeah, is it a difficult discussion to have? Hell yeah, it is, right? But like, I thought that science did a great job and the government, I did, thought did a great job of pushing this vaccine development through Mm -hmm. getting it all the way through and allowing people to get vaccinated, have some hope and get back to work. Do I think that things could have been done better? I mean, I guess, but I thought it was pretty damn good to generate a vaccine, even though we had done all the research before in 2003 with the first um, uh, SARS-CoV-1 epidemic in China. Um, I thought it was, it was fine. I was great. You know, I mean, but I just, I just think that sometimes people get lost in this people get lost in, and it's so easy to say <coughs> up, wash your hands stay home don't do anything i mean that's so easy to say right it's like you know and, and we get desensitized and, and, and let me just be let me just give you this example so yeah. my wife had breast cancer right and um she got she had to get bilateral mastectomies and she had a lesion invasive ductal carcinoma um, she's 36. We were scared, and so she made the decision to get bilateral mastectomies. Right, and when you're taking a test, and me taking a test as a physician, when I read about this young lady, blah blah, like the answer I would circle is bilateral, like Bilateral mastectomy. That's what I would circle. Right. To mind and all that. But when you do that, you take the sensitivity away, and so now she can never feel like her breasts again, right? Mm-hmm. Because you taking out that tissue, and <clears throat> and that's the type of feeling I think was missing when we were talking about this is is that feeling it's easy for you when you have a million dollars in the bank or when you have a nice academic job or when you're a resident or a fellow or whatever and you know your paycheck's coming in either way it's easy for you to say stay home don't do anything okay (laughs) it is not easy to kind of sort of sit at the table, think about this and attack this in an organized way that allows people to continue to put food on the table. But that is not an easy thing to do. And I felt like we took the easy way out. And I felt like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have done that. I agree with everything that we did and sure. I did that. I'm just saying. But just like
1: the, the approach and, and mm-hmm. coming from a place of empathy.
0: Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side, right? There's people who don't believe the disease exists and do whatever they want, which I was pissed off about too. Like I did right. not agree with, right? So, I mean, I'm across the way from Huntington Beach. I mean, the disease doesn't exist in Huntington Beach. <laughs> serious. But like, you know, like it's when <laughs> But on the Laguna Beach, everybody's masked up protecting themselves. Newport's kind of in the middle, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> funny, it's pretty
1: funny. So as we're approaching almost a year, mm-hmm. year mark of, of being aware of this this virus to begin with, where should our focus be going forward? Obviously, the vaccine, we're all focused on the vaccine trying to get that, but Mm -hmm. how should we think about what's to come?
0: Yeah, Um, I think that the vaccine is definitely uh, having an impact on reduced rate of infection on a daily basis. We can see that the rate of infection is going down significantly. Our treatments are more widespread. I wouldn't say that there's this magic pill because there's not. It's just that the pills that we use, that we found some evidence for, more widespread use of it. That's great. Um, I think that we're going to start once the the trials and children come out, the kids are going to start getting the vaccine and then we'll get back to our life, which will have evolved in probably fall is what my guess is. I do think that we have to like, I know. I do think that we get, and when I say when I say life like that, what I mean is going to basketball games, football games, yeah. baseball games, like having these gatherings again where people are gonna be masked. Some people are gonna be masked because they wanna feel comfortable. But for the most part, I think that's what, that's what we're looking at as fall. Um, But I do think that, um, I do think that we're getting there. We're getting back on track. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. And I think people need to understand that we need to learn something from this pandemic because it's gonna happen again. I mean, when you think about all these civilizations and history in the history of the world that have disappeared, what do you think happened? Do you think aliens picked them up? No, it was disease. This is what happened. So, you know, we have to learn from this and we have to accept science a little bit, right? Again, it's people that don't accept science, right? They say, oh, you know, all you got to do is take echinacea or vitamin C or vitamin D. Like, I get that. I'm with that. And be healthy. I'm with that. I'm healthy. Like <laughs> I said, I was on Peloton, Peloton this morning. <laughs> you missed it. Like you missed it. I know I missed it today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's probably my fault. Um, I, I'm with all of them, but we can't deny the fact that things happen and that right. pathogens and disease exists, right? That's just the way life is. So we got to be able to prepare for the next pandemic. And you know what's funny is we predicted this one. Right? In 2005 in the journal of infectious disease it was published coronavirus is going to be the next pandemic. So people were preparing for it. Science was preparing for it. And that allowed the vaccine to get here within nine months, uh, right? Because the research was already done. We'd already sequenced the spike. We already knew what it looked like. We'd already tested out these types of vaccines, right? In other pathogens. So it wasn't like it was this big surprise and everybody came up with it, right? And Bill Gates invested, you know, it's like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I knew we had been doing a lot of pandemic research, but I didn't know that it was specifically a coronavirus that that they had predicted.
0: Yeah, wow. it was one. It was one of like four or something that were going to cause the next pandemic. I was wow. in 2005. All
1: right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. Take care. Have a Thank great you. day.
1: Thank you. You too.